Hello, my name is Dave Gonzalez, and I haven't read any of the books in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. I'm Joanna Robinson. I've read every book in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. And I'm Neil Miller, and I have also read all of those books. We are headed back to Westeros to cover the Game of Thrones spinoff series, House of the Dragon. We'll be answering your questions, so send us a raven at trialbycontent at gmail.com. Take some bread and salt and join us Thursdays on the Trial by Content feed. And don't worry, you're safe. The Reigns of Castamere hasn't even been written yet. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. You're the only only one in there? As far as I can tell. This is huge, John. I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling? I'm feeling... You don't have another guy to wrestle with for 10 years. Cool. Bruh. Welcome into the Ringerverse. It's the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. Welcome back to the Mint Edition a once-in-a-while podcast about all the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Stephen Allman, senior producer at The Ringer, and joining me is my co-host, Ringer social coordinator, lord of the memes, explainer of the Midnight Boys. He's organizing his Steve Rogers is a Virgin flow chart. It's Joey Adeneron. How's it going, Steve? Steve, I gotta be out of balance with you. Um, I'm podcasting with a heavy heart today. Oh, are you? I am. We just got the news just dropped <laughs> that uh, HBO Max has no plans for season five of Young Justice. Wow. All right. Well, we weren't going to get into we're not to get political on here right away, but I'm 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 heartbroken. Uh huh. You know my my people release release a statement at, a, at another time, but uh, this hurt this one hurts, Steve. I, right I, here. I, I understand that this is going to be a painful and trying podcast for you to try to get through. It's just going to be so hard, but I, I, I think I could do it, Steve. I think I, I, I'm glad. I, you know what? I admire your bravery. I, mm. I really like. You're right up there with, mm. with some I'm, of the more braver people that I've ever listen, met in my listen, life. You got it. Sometimes you got to fight through it. You know, Kobe went up towards Achilles, shot two free throws. Yeah, you know no, that's true. It's it's like on the, I'm on the same level, right? It's just it's the same thing. Some, and I bet when he say. was putting up, when he was putting up those numbers, like I really hope that they don't cancel Young Justice for the first time. Yeah, oh, of course, of course, yeah. he was big mad after you know it all went down, and yeah, I'm just um, it just it's honestly it's tough, Steve. <laughs> it's tough, and I'm thankful that you're here and my Mona Mead, but we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. What are we here to talk about, Steve? We're here to talk about Steve Rogers' virginity, and we're here to talk about <laughs> She Hulk. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 the it's the latest MCU buzz, buddy. Yeah. It's the last. It's the next thing that we're going to be doing, and we're going to be talking about it in perpetuity mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. until the end of time, because Marvel's never going to stop. Uh, <laughs> one first qu- question to start us off, Jomi. If you had to ask Bruce Banner one question about the Avengers Inner Circle, what would it be? Oh, it's easy, man. Like, who is the dirtiest Avenger? Right, like the messiest. Who's, yeah, who's the messiest of Like leaving the laundry everywhere. Mm-hmm. Leaving the. Mm. I gotta imagine it's got to be Thor. No, it's got. Ooh, it's it's possible. Thor's got to be kind of nasty. I was thinking Scott Lang. I don't think he's that no. or, that organized. He can I mean, shrink he everything organized. down. He might not be organized, but I feel like he would be personable enough to like keep his mess in like his room. You know, like his desk is messy. You know, his bed might be messy, but like he'll. You know, he's a personable enough to be like, oh. I got to wash my dishes and like, you know, make sure my space is clean in the public area versus Thor who like literally like was throwing glass on the floor and like would just throw a rager or something and probably not be like, oh man, you got to think about the floors guys or the chairs. You probably just go nuts. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I, I feel like his method of cleaning is just like setting things on fire with lightning and then the mess is gone, <laughs> but there's like a crater in the room. <laughs> And then it's just like little like potholes of craters. It was like, well, that was I had a laundry day. Just ash everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we get into the show, we got some programming reminders before we begin. Tomorrow, this coming Friday, House of Aaron, Joanna, and Mal 
They're back giving you their primer for the House of the Dragon. We're in full swing with dragons, buddy. So we're tapped in and dragon stuff. And that's right. And this Sunday, you might have heard yesterday, Talk the Thrones is back. Long, long time. The return! Chris Ryan Army is back. Mal and Joanna will be giving you their instant reactions to every single episode of House of the Dragon every Sunday, right as the show airs. Mm. That's going to be exciting. And then on Tuesday, House of R comes back again to give you their deep dive on the first episode of House of the Dragon. We're full, we're full on HBO shills now, guys. Dog, back to back got. like Jordan, Jordan 96-97. No, Mal we got Joe. a lot. And we've got a lot more stuff coming up for you on the feed. A lot of more shows to talk about. More She-Hulk to come. More Midnight Boys to come. All great stuff. But for right now, we're going to hop back into the Jeep or the Jeep similarly branded product <laughs> and find the Hulk inside of us all with the season premiere of She-Hulk. And before we begin, friendly neighborhood spoiler warning for the season premiere of She-Hulk, of course. All right. To begin, let's look a little bit back to the past. Thoughts on the comics that led up to this wonderful season of television that we have before us today. She-Hulk is now the eighth MCU television outing. It's the one based in the much-loved, iconic Dan Slott written comics run of the same name, She-Hulk, with art by Juan Bobolo, Paul Pelletier, and Scott Collins. Jomi, what were your hopes for this show coming into it? And what were your first impressions of this unfairly maligned trailer that we got in the beginning? Well, when, I, when the show was announced, I was like, okay, they got to be doing something different. But I didn't know, like, what kind of different it was. You know, because She-Hulk, you know, was not, like, on the level of, like, a Moon Knight or uh, or even Miss Marvel, where you can, like, see where they would fit in the MCU proper. So I was like, they got to be doing something interesting. And then when it came out, it was like a, like a lawyer show, you know, comedy. I was like, ah, here we go. We're getting, like, a 30-minute marvel comedy like i'm I'm tapped in let's see what this is about and they rocked as for the cgi man we, we do this thing all the time where we look at the trailer like cgi is not done although like the show still has time like has it come out yet right like like and frankly you know we talked about this a lot on previous podcasts but i i don't really care that much man to be honest <laughs> if it's not like horrifically bad like if i'm watching it it looks like ps2 graphics you know what i mean i'll be like okay that's not great but for the most part i can immerse myself i can suspend disbelief to be like okay cool it's not like the it's not the greatest thing i've ever seen but it doesn't it won't ruin it for me so i was that was never an issue yeah a giant green man and a giant green woman might not look the most realistic thing in the world yeah like i think we can quell all concerns from the jump being like cgi looks great the show looks great Everybody's good. Um, I, I was I was in the same lane as you. I was really excited that we could get a you know Ally McBeal type of like procedural Law and Order type of show. Uh, I would have comped it uh, a little bit to one of my favorite Adult Swim shows, Harvey Birdman. Uh, I easily, <laughs> attorney at law. It, attorney at law. <laughs> Truly, and I hope that this it follows the same form format of. Just like, you know, let's take a look at the wider swath of the MCU canon and give some superheroes some legal trouble and let's have some fun. Uh, I think that that's probably what we have at, at its best for the show that I was hoping for. And I think we could say, you know, this origin pilot aside, it looks like that is looking like what they're about to deliver. So are you at all familiar with the comics of She-Hulk from the Dan Slot run or otherwise? Uh, any known cases or any known sort of like scenarios that you hope to see for the show ahead? I'll keep it a buck with you. The only thing I knew about She-Hulk before the show was she was in a four-episode run of The Ultimate Spider-Man back in the day. All right. Thanks for the save, She-Hulk. You feel like smashing things? Pretty much all the time. Ah. And I was like, oh, oh this is cool, man. I should, I should tap in sometime. And then I didn't. <laughs> but you know you know what i'm saying you do your research you do a little okay cool lawyer all right for show okay this seems seems cool so you know when they announced the show you know you did the reading you know like i was back in college and i was like okay cool this seems like this seems like something that could be fun 
I I had known a, a, only a little bit about the Dan Slot run, only to know that it was like met with lo- large acclaim. Dan Slot, amazing work on Spider Man, and uh, it, like incredible work in comics. Otherwise, uh, I I was ne- I was made aware of like one case that She Hulk made where she puts uh, Euros on trial, aka Harry Styles would have yeah. been in the MCU for harassment for basically charming everybody uh, around him. And then he then proceeds to charm the jury to wow. beat the charges. You're too handsome. <laughs> too how handsome. Dare, how dare Harry Styles be that handsome? Uh, Truly. It, it, it was, it's a genius concept and one that I hope uh, that I think is going to be executed pretty well. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. And with that, we have the season premiere. Jennifer Walters is here in all of her She-Hulk glory with the actual premiere directed by Kat Dario and written by Jessica Gao. Jomi, what are your very first thoughts about this season premiere of She-Hulk? I had oodles and noodles of fun watching <laughs> the first episode. Um, I love the, that unit of measurement. Look, it's oodles and noodles, right? And then there's, you know, I had a, uh, at a butt ton of fun. It's like, there's a whole thing. We can go over right. it later. Mm-hmm. Now, this episode was just a great starting point because not only does it introduce like her humor and like how she operates, but it also gives us the backstory, right? It gives us the whole, how she got here, how she went from regular Jen Walters, attorney at law to She-Hulk. And, you know, Bruce is like, we'll talk about him later. His addition to the story was really fun. I enjoyed this episode a lot, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. The key, the key uh, signature story kind of beat from the comics, and it seems to be from the show here, is uh, Jen's like fourth wall breaking narration of the show, and it really speaks to the confidence that the show carries itself with. When Jen is like, okay, so I get that you probably won't be able to focus on all of this stuff without knowing all of the, you know, origins of all of this. Like, hey. basically says, <laughs> like, all right, guys, let's get you, let's get this out of the way so we can have fun with the lawyer show. Like, literally using the exact words, this lawyer show. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, how many people have complained in the, at, like, watching a show and be like, oh, man, we didn't get enough uh, Moon Knight or da da da, this right. and that. This show is just like, hey, man, yeah, she's she, she Hulk. Here's a 30 minute uh, ep- episode how she got here. Boom, let's get it cracking. Let's keep this thing pushing. And I was like, I, I see the vision. It's, <laughs> well, see it's it. twofold. Like it, the Marvel TV formula is kind of already now become self aware and wants you to get through all of the origins as quickly as possible, get through the preliminaries, probably because out of a sense of duty or out of a sense of like prerequisite, like, I feel like uh, us being so far in the game, watching all of these MCU shows, uh, I feel like they would have given us a little bit of latitude to even introduce one character right from the jump without giving us any, like, square one, episode one, this is how we got the powers. Oh, no. And not to say that I didn't enjoy this episode or where it was placed in the actual season because it's a great way to start the show, but I would have, like thought it like a little bold or daring for the MCU to just be like, okay, here's Jen. She's a, she's a Hulk. You don't really even really know the power set yet, but we'll get to the origins and we'll explain it like somewhere down the line. Like we've seen that in other shows, but like I could have sworn that like, maybe like, are they going to do that? Like, are they going to like not give us the origins right away? Now nah, you got, I mean, you got to tap in. I feel like if that would have been like a big mystery or something, it could have been cool, but ultimately the way it was presented, it worked right. Cause we get through all the, you know, questions like how would she know how to use her powers or how does she know how to control her Hulk form? Like if we just did that for the first, you know, three episodes, then you got to look and be like, well, it took Bruce how many years to learn how to, you know, master his um, transformation. So, you know, it was something that I I think worked perfectly for the show and gets it off to a great start. 
It's just knowing like, all right, here's where she's from. Here's where she is. Boom. You got the, you got the basic details. Let's get this thing cracking. I enjoyed exactly. it a lot. I, and, and the thing I think that stands out the most from this, this first show is the immediacy at which uh, it establishes Jennifer as like a fully developed character, fully realized for who she is, what she wants, uh, and what she wants to do with these new Hulk powers almost immediately upon getting them. Like, yeah. it's a bit disorienting for her at the start, <laughs> but <laughs> like, how did you feel like baking in the conflict that she had with her cousin Bruce when it comes to like the rules of being a Hulk? Because Bruce is kind of like, you know, all right, well, you're now one of you're now one of two hulks in the world i'm the only one that knows how to do this this is how i'm going to be doing it these are the rules you got to live by how did you like this approach to a sort of like battle of hulk philosophies well i mean bruce has got a point right because he's literally the only person in the in the in the universe who has this problem so by by his logic it's like so i know how i had to deal with this Here's how I'm going to help you deal with this because how else would it be different? And I think the first thing that like shook him was when she was still Jen as Hulk. He was like, yo, you're still the same. You don't, there's not two hands on the wheel. Like there's not two people up there. She's like, nah, man, it's just me. I don't know what you're talking about. And that signals to him like, oh, like it it should be different. I mean, he doesn't like approach it that way. You know, it's like his first thought, but he doesn't like follow up on that until later. You know, it takes it takes time. It takes time. And again, to, to Bruce's credit, like his caution is kind of justified because, you know, a Hulk going wrong means a city doesn't exist anymore. So like he can, you know, want to poke and prod to make sure that like, are we OK? Like we can't like we got to like remain at peace, control anger and all of this stuff. But the way that Jen approaches all of this stuff is very self-assured, very confident, like seemingly uh, very tapped into what it means to control oneself. And then a lot of those themes are, you know, based in uh, sexism, misogyny, and like all of those themes come up like very organically because, you know, she's had to deal with a lot of these things in the professional world and all of those things being very true. Uh, but it comes to like the rules of being a Hulk are also like in a way in tandem with the types of philosophy that she has with being a lawyer. Uh, you know, does responsibility always have to come with great power? Jen's monologue at the beginning of the episode mm. might suggest so as well. And we'll listen to that now. What is the responsibility of those with power? Do they merely have an obligation to refrain from the misuse of that power? Or do they have a duty to protect those without it? So basically what she's saying is that like, you know, the people with the most power have the most to answer for. And I'm going to use this power to basically help the way that I can while also being a Hulk. My power being a lawyer, knowing how to help people. Uh, I think it's important to understand when it comes to being a Hulk now, like Jen is seen as a subordinate to Bruce. Like it's rather rather than a collaborator as, as a new Hulk in tandem, like maybe she can teach him a thing or two about being a Hulk. It's more of like, no, like this is me. We're going our separate ways. Like you can be your Hulk. I'll be mine. What did you think about that conflict when it came to like that thing that initially made them want to leave the island? Well, I think to to Bruce's credit, you know, he's trying his best to teach somebody a problem that... Up until that point, he was the only person who knew how to deal with it, right? Like, that was his own singular thing. And it's always hard to, you know, change and, you know, try to adapt when you you have no, like, there's no concept of it going any other way, right? But to, to your point, Bruce has got, had to take into account, like, she's got a different life experience. She is not him, right? And the things that work for him may not work for her and over the episode you know even in even in their fight you know bruce hits her with a clap and she's like yo and then she's like she can't do it but then takes a couple times it's a different process right but it but it also works and so it just was it, it just it just took it, it he needed time to readjust readjust his expectations mm. 
and summer figure of adjusted out, expectations. Summer of adjusted expectations and figure out, okay, this is not the way to do it. She's different than I am. So I have to readjust the way I teach her. And it, it took some time. It, again, it takes time, but he figures it out. Coming to broader terms with what it means to be a Hulk, like controlling those powers, all of those things. Do you think that's going to be a long-standing arc, like a broad spectrum, like arcing theme throughout this season? Or do you think we're going to be off to the races and like we're going to have no problems being a Hulk from here on out? Oh, I think I think it's going to be something that comes up again and again. Because you don't just get to turn into the Hulk and then, all right, cool, man. Oh, yeah, she's the Hulk. That's the show. We're going to keep it pushing. Let's keep it going. Nah, that's going to come up again and again. We know that we're going to see some of her dating life in the future, you know? Like, how does, you know, how do guys, we should go on dates and, you you know, the girl you're sitting in front of turns into a 6'8", you know, 350, you know, green lady. That would not be a problem for me. I welcome it. Nor I. But, but some guys, you know, might have a problem with that. We'll see how that goes. And just, you know, we saw it in the first, we see it at the end of the first episode when her paralegal's like, hey, you got to go green. She's like, I don't want to go green. I like this suit. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like how it goes. Like, nah, man, we, there's a problem you need to go solve right now. Just get to pushing it. <laughs> so know, knowing that you got, you got to be a Hulk in like a very professional setting, what's like the wardrobe change? Are you just wearing like NBA uh, tearaways? So here's the thing, right? Because she's a lawyer, so it's tough. You got to, you know, you got to dress to the nines. You got to look good. If I was the Hulk and I still had my job, I'm wearing sweats everywhere. All right. times. I'm just sweated up. I'm look, I'm look like Kyle Kuzma in 2018 with the tech fleece drip all at all times. At now, all times. Now now follow-up question. Uh if you're a Hulk at your job, be it W work from home or not, uh where's the most likely spot that you're able to get at? Like in your house, in your person, like where are you getting angry the most? Is it like sat at the desk? Is it like Walking out to you know go you're trying to get to the vending machine and then it gets stuck Wh- like where's the where's the place that you're getting most angry? It's for sure when you sit down and you on check, Twitter.com. Like, <laughs> now nah, see I, see Twitter not gonna get me upset like you know what I'm saying like oh, I know wow, I can okay. just shut the computer I live my life you know what I'm saying people do be dumb online for sure but it's always like bro what are y'all doing now if I get like an email or a Slack and somebody's like hey per our last conversation. Per my last e- yes. When they hit you with that cheese, you know what I'm saying? When they try to put it on you, you know when somebody mess up, but they try to put it on you, then I might get a little green. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm going to get a little green. So I'll be like... When the meetings could have been raven mails mm, type of thing. Yeah. Right? Like, ah, we had this conversation last week. <laughs> you start to get a little, little tense in the neck. You know, and that's you gotta, when Jomi goes green. That's when I go green. That's when I go green. Okay. But listen, yep. like if again, spandex tees, spandex tees. You know who's your best friend? Oh, nope, it's spandex, baby. That's, that's fine for me. I like listen. If I Hulk out, I just go from a medium to like an XL. So I'm not like there's not much there's not much size to well, to gain oh, there. Come on now, man. You, come on, man. You got to be a bigger <laughs> Hulk than that, bro. You know, I'm I'm thinking like, man, I'm gonna like take up the whole my whole my whole working area. Your whole working area. I'll be like a six ten. I'll be like I'm gonna be like um, LeBron James, but like two hundred pounds heavier. Wow! But like all muscle, all muscle. That's great. Think about that. Okay, that's different. And that's just a start. That that truly is built different. That's and that's a start because you know the the angrier Hulk gets, the bigger he gets. That's just my starting level. Okay, tell me. I wouldn't say that I'm built different. I think I like I'm not even built for tough. I'm built like built for tough. I'm I'm, I'm built like Mitsubishi sturdy. First like that's respect a, Mitsubishi, right? They I, make, I, I they make televisions, quality and other stuff, quality cars. Right. That's some respect. Yes, of course. No free ads. All right, let's talk about MCU connections. Oh One yeah, of the best things that we're talking about are. Doing a lot of hand waves to the broader MCUs in general, and I like it. I like the fact that we can. No, this is no. I'm being for real. I think the best thing that comics can do is like talk about like this big, crazy world-ending event, and then one character is just like, "Oh yeah, that thing that happened on Tuesday." Yeah. So when it's like Bruce's arm making a full recovery, and him just yada yadaing that in the car, I'm actually <laughs> cool with that. 
It's like, yeah, I just got a little, uh, you know, friendship bracelet, and then I'm I'm Mark <laughs> I, I'm Mark Ruffalo again. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that either. Like that that's the kind of stuff that I wish the honestly I wish the MCU would do more instead of just like making everything like a big deal. It's like, hey, Hulk, why are you small? Yeah, man, I got this little thing on my arm. Cool. Let's keep it moving. Like let's keep just, it, keep it let's pushing. Keep it pushing. This is, this is Jen's story. Uh, yeah, nah, nah, not everything Bruce, has to be like a whole crazy thing. Exactly. Bruce and Tony's connections, uh, such as helping him build a bar. I feel like that's, I mean, like if any engineering project that Tony would still contribute to lackadaisically, it would probably be towards building a bar. Listen, I don't think he wants to put in the effort for a bar. Okay. First of all, see, see again, this is your Tony Stark agenda coming out, Steve. It's not an agenda. This is an agenda. Cause every time we bring up Tony Stark, you talk about how he's a war criminal and how, you know, he killed a whole bunch of people in Wascovia and how, God forbid, he wants to help his homie who's going through a tough time build a bar at a Mexican beach. It's very true. Why can't he do that? Why, you know I, what I mean? He can be there for his friend. Absolutely. Think I just think, think, I think it's think a Think about little... what happened in the five years, you know, in the blip. He had okay. A, had a, you know, got married, had a, had a daughter. Why wouldn't he go down to Mexico and be like, hey, man, let's get some trees. Let's get some bamboo. Let's do this thing. I I right? I, th- I think that's entirely entirely fair. But uh, what I will qu- question you though is if you build a, an IKEA furniture piece with your best friend, do you then inscribe your names and initials on the piece of furniture, subscribing your love for one another? It's really cute. It's, it it's is really cute. Fun. But I was like, really? Well, because here's the thing, right? And this is going to tap into some some deep lore here in Star Trek Lower Decks, Mariner and. And Boimler go to a little bar thing, and you see on like a bar table that the initials Kirk's uh, Kirk, the initials of Kirk and Spock, are also uh, inscribed into the like, bar table, right? right? And you know, people will be like, "Oh man, that's romantic." They they love each other, which like you know it was cool, like you know for shipping, like you know, go nuts. Right, I, I saw it more of as an act of bromance, but you know, but we can, we but can, we can, but get, we can go saying, to that, right? Like, too. I'm thinking bromance too, but like now we've got some uh, Science Brothers ship fuel out oh, in the streets now, I see. and you know, instead of just go, you know, did Tony go leave you know his wife and daughter, a couple's friend build a bar, or were they out there you know on the Mexican beach, you know, making sweet sweet love? I mean, that's going to fuel a whole nother uh, conspiracy theory thread that will Here then be addressed in a later MCU show. Exactly. Here we go. You know, gotta love that. Fuel to the fire. No, nah, but I, I, I mean, it's what you do. It's, it's really cool to see, like, to even hear that, you know, when he's, when he's describing to, to, to Jennifer, like, hey, how did she's like, hey, how'd you get this place? She's like, Tony got it for me. And you could see him, you know, be sad about it. You can see him be hurt. And he's like, yeah. The man, the big man, still looms large, you know. And, and and as well he should, as well he should. All right, Jomi. Uh, there's also a slight change to the origin of Jen's power set. Would you care change. to explain the difference? So in the comics, she gets to be She-Hulk because she gets a transfusion from Bruce's gamma radiated blood, like he like legitimately like inject her with his blood to save her life but in the show a sakarian communication ship interrupts them on their drive leisurely drive and they drive off the road and his blood mixes with her blood and she then turns into she hulk it's a little different. It's a, it's a bit of a, oh my God, why can't I carry all this blood? Like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh no, I spilled my blood into your blood. Oops, a daisy. Whoop, uh oh. Oops, all Hulk. It'll happen. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? God, Urkel Hulk. Oh God. Could you imagine? Hey, Jalil White, what's Jalil White doing right now? We got to get Jalil White in the MCU. Oh man. But not as just as Urkel. I could, like yeah, I could easily see him guest starring in this show. Oh yeah, literally as as uh, him def- as a defendant, Bruh, Did I do that? But he's like forty five right now. No, but <laughs> and then it's like the jury has decided that you in fact did do did that. that. You did do that. That'll be twenty five. That. That'll be twenty five to life, pal. We will see you on the other side. We will see <laughs> you on the other side, my G. <laughs> yes, of course. But no, I, I, I did like. I think that this is good. Again, truncated, like very, very quickly, like from 
just dropping it on you like it like zombie rules. Like you either needed to hack that arm off or you're a Hulk <laughs> in five seconds. Uh, it was, it was real great. Quick. Yeah, it was real quick. Best bits. Bits. We love some good gags, jokes, and all of the other ilks. They got quite a few crammed into this first half hour outing. What were some of yours? Mine, of course. Steve Rogers is a virgin. Oh boy. Debunked. So- Bro, we're gonna we're gonna run it back. We're gonna go in the the ringer time machine. Binge mode. The year is twenty twenty one. Slack is going nuts. Is Steve Rogers a virgin? Mal and Jason and a large contingent were like, of course, of course not. Why would he be? Why why would he? No. Be? Steve Rogers. He's out in the streets. Mm-hmm. He's putting down Black Widow, getting it. Sharon Sharon uh, Carter, getting it. He was just USO tour in his bag. And I was like, you see that man? That's a square. That's a man who's not on the outside. He's not like that. Only for this show to look me in the eye. But like, hey man, Steve Rogers was a whore. <laughs> That's nuts. I couldn't Listen, believe it. Hey, hey. We're not shaming. We, we ain't shaming oh, nobody on this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First, we ain't shaming first, nobody. First and foremost, that's a loving. That's a loving term. Loving. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I forgot. Listen. Yes, I, I forgot. We reclaimed that one. We, we reclaimed took that, that one, one back. Bro, Steve Rogers, go do your thing. You feel me, brother? My brother, go handle business. I I recall I recall our 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 former colleague JC saying, "What does best girl imply? Several." <laughs> <laughs> She, I hit him as soon as that episode ended. I was like, hey, man, you seen She Hulk? He's like, yeah. I was like, you were right, man. <laughs> were right, there you bro. go. Because he, I mean, he, he described it exactly what he said. He was like, oh, yeah. If anything, that Bonds tour. If anything, the Bonds tour, he was, he was outside. Of course. He was, he was a outside. national icon. He oh. was on Billboard. He was on movies. He was doing a whole thing. He was Dog. a movie star Dog. before he, he was, went to war. He was he a was movie star. He was running wild back then. He had There's no way. There's no way. He had to be out there in the streets. I'm not mad at him. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, King. How about the allusions to Andre the Giant getting too drunk? You metabolize alcohol too fast, so you get very drunk. I see this as a bad thing, by the way. I mean, but is it a bad... What, was it too drunk? Or you, was gotta, like you can't get drunk. No, no, you no. You can, it takes a lot for you to get yeah. drunk. Yeah. So that means you are a very expensive date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you got to pay for so many drinks. You got to stay. You got to stay strong. Yeah, I'll take five gallons of margarita. Okay, here's, what's that going to run me? Like a couple hundred bucks? <laughs> here's the thing. Check this out, my brother. I don't think Chili's will do that for me. Well, Chili's won't. No, Chili's will that's not why do you, that. That's why you got to get started at the crib. You know what I mean? Have your bar. You know, have your three bottles of Jack Daniels. Pre-game with a keg. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Uber to the spot. Meet the date. Like, hey, what's going on? Because you're going to be, you're not going to be drunk. You're going to be a little buzzed. You know what I mean? You can't tell people what you drank that night. Like, hey, what you have to drink this night? Three whole bottles of Jack Daniels? You sound like a crazy person. I wonder if Jen, if Jen is little and gets drunk and then hulks out, is she then sober? Or does she stay drunk as the Hulk? That's a good question. Well, because Very Steve Rogers question. has the same problem, right? He can't get drunk. Mm-hmm. But like it's he, not, con- but that's not conditional. Like it's not like he can stop being Captain America but and then get. Are drunk you and not? Then but Captain are you America. still yeah. the Hulk when you're not? You know, when you're in Bruce form or when you're in it's Gen pop- form? Like that's that's one of the rules. I'm like yeah. they had like this is the actual experimentation. This is the actual science that we need to get to the bottom of. All yeah, right. I, listen, listen. We got to understand because it it would be nice. See, Jen still got a hangover. Don't forget, right? She was still hungover the night before. So maybe it is. There were like, there were bottles, dog, strewn about. Dog, that's like some college. That was like you on a freshman Thursday. year. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Jungle juice mm-hmm. type type event, and they just did that by themselves. The two of them over one night. Right. That would that would kill most people. It's the fact that that bar hasn't been destroyed already with the amount of. Like if you if if him and Tony were hitting it like that, like I'm surprised that that bar hadn't been blown up well, first to the smithereens several times. Again, Tony Stark is one of the most respected and uh, greatest people that have ever lived. So I can't even imagine that you would say that he would destroy a bar like that. That's nuts, <laughs> Steve. That's your agenda coming out again. It's very true. It's very true. All right, and the last one, or at least one of my favorites, 
Oh, uh, just the the Sakar ship showing up for no reason. I think there for is a reason. reason. There is a reason, but we might not know it. Here's Steve, I think what's the MCU's tagline? It's all connected. There is something there, Steve. It didn't just show up. I like that. Up. But here's the great thing about it. It doesn't always have to. But the way that Bruce is just like, oh, I'll get to the bottom of that someday. Like, we, we never figured that out. He probably will just wait until that Sakar ship happens upon him again. I'm calling I'm calling my shot, Steve. Okay. World War Hulk. I'm calling my shot. Oh, so you, you think you think the Grandmaster wants him back? I think somebody on Sakar is like, hey, pal, you got unfinished business here. We need you That's in these streets. Come back to the cribbo. What if it's That's what, what if it's Goldblum just being like, it's my birthday? <laughs> oh my god, that birthday. would be fun. No, I think it I didn't I mean I think it was interesting how like that's the shift that they chose. And then he's just like, Yeah, at some point I'll figure that out. But right now, like it's like a throwaway. So, you know, maybe maybe episode nine and credits. Mm-hmm. And hey, that's that's Bruce? the that's the brilliant shit that I like about what this show could possibly promise. Because if we get a litany of MCU heroes, we get a litany of cameos, a bunch of things that are like hither and yon. If we put uh, I don't know, uh, like some some guy on trial and just refers to the, like something that happened in the blip that was like the biggest deal in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then <laughs> we were just like, oh, well, whatever. Like yeah. that. That's what I love. I love like it not to like minimize the things that happen in the MCU, but just like to address them as normal people would. It's kind of the best thing ever. I love when the Avengers just hang out poolside in the comic books and like wow. fuck around. Like, you know, like that's, yeah. that's my favorite thing. This is like, has the best opportunity to do that. I get it. I understand. Moving on. Looking to the season ahead. So how do we like the tone that was set for this season? What would you like to see from the show going forward? We get a little bit of it near the end of this episode. We're finishing up a case. And then, boom, Jamel Jamil comes in. Not Literally knocks the doors off. Not Blowing the doors off. Blowing the doors off. Literally. Has a little Hulk throwdown. And then we settle open arguments. Uh, what do you think the best version of this show looks like, Jomi? So, I'm going to center myself right here. I love me some meta commentary. I love when, like, Fleabag is one of my all-time favorite shows. It's emotional. It's, you know, fun. But what gets me every time is when she turns to the camera and does a bit to us. I'm like, haha, I'm tapped in. Like, I get this. And so for Jen to be doing that, I just can't wait to see more of that. I honestly cannot wait to see more. And I'm also interested in how that goes, that moves going forward and like her MCU journey. Because like, if we're in Avengers 5 and they're like fighting, you know, Kang or whatever, and then she turns to the camera and is like, hey man, this is, this is kind of crazy. I'll <laughs> be like, yo, what? That so and again to to invoke Fleabag once again, uh, is Charlie Cox our hot priest? Listen, okay, we have to have a discussion, bro. He can't he can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. Every time you put Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox on screen with the woman, beautiful woman, it's over. It's cooked. It really is. The, the game is gone. I want it, but that's the thing. I want to know the viability of 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 Charlie Cox's Daredevil in this MCU. He don't miss. Will Amer- will this be America's ass 2.0? Oh my listen, listen, I love the guy. You gotta give him a break, man. You gotta settle down. He gotta <sighs> he gotta find you gotta find a wife. He can't be on the streets like that, bro. Rosario he, Dawson will just be rolling her eyes off camera. Come all on, the man. Time. You 36! <laughs> <laughs> I'm 36. Rest in peace to the homie Teddy Ray. Rest in peace, man. Oh, man. He's, you're old. Come on, man. You can't be out here in the streets like that, that age. I think you can can get it done. No, I like like the idea of making this like a Fleabag light, even though Fleabag very much not for kids. Very not for kids. No. Very much not for kids. But uh, to have the sort of like, you know, uh, fourth wall breaking, existential crisis, like working and like dealing with all of the like superhero aspects of the mm-hmm. law and yeah. like trouble and how these like have real world ramifications for a lot of real world people along with superheroes like the law can still apply to them i've loved the idea of one of my favorite uh comics that i read that i that i still need to get back from van lathan 
Gotham Central. <laughs> uh, is Gotham Central. Uh, and like the one like curious legal thing that they always talk about when like ever Batman drops off like a criminal to the GCPD after he's like beaten them up and like solved all the things. Uh, it's like, okay, well, who are our witnesses? Well, it's this guy and a guy that dressed up like a bat. Those are our only witnesses. How do we prosecute it? Um, well, okay, let's try. And like all of the times I was like, oh yeah, I never think about that. <laughs> um, and it's, the, and it's, I liked it. The, like the soft touch fun that we can have here, getting a chock full of cameos. Who do you th- think we else might see coming oh, along here? Man. I know that we might get Frogman. Saw Manbull in some of the promotional things. Manbull, uh, what possible legal trouble could Manbull? It's like PETA up his butt or something. Listen, like what is listen. he? His name is Manbull. I think the man's got problems enough, pal. I mean, man's going through it, man. Does You're he call really... himself Manbull? I wouldn't call myself Manbull. Would you hire Manbull at your at your place of work? Would you? It really you... depends on the work. It would really you, depends would you, on what I need. Would you bring Manbull into the studio and be like, "Hey, Manbull, we got a pod." That needs to get turned around. It's got to be mixed, engineered, and pubbed today uh, by 5 p.m. Uh, you know how to use Pro Tools, right? Great. Uh, here's some headphones. Go mm-hmm. get cracking, pal. Would you trust Manbull to do that? I don't know. I it, Listen, If it, it, the, the one sort of case that I would like to see that I had mentioned before, they would never get Harry Styles to come on this television show. <laughs> what are you talking they about? They would never. Why not? But if they're just like, so what's your deal? You charm people? He's like, yes, yes, I'll do. And then is that what you think Harry Styles sounds like? I mean, it's it's like a hair's breadth away from Austin Powers, so maybe you think like uh, you think Harry Styles sounds like Austin Powers. I I, when I do a Harry Styles impression, it will likely sound like that. Yes. Okay, that's that's fair. I'm not. Where did got you on Tapatio today, man? Gotta let the slide. You got, gotta let it got, slide. You got a <laughs> lot of. You'd think with the British there wouldn't be as much of a cultural barrier, but turns out it's still tough for me too. I think they can get Harry Styles for like 15 minutes. He he did that uh movie with Olivia Wilde. You know what I mean? I think you know right. he was recently on tour. Oh, man, you come in LA, we'll get you in the studio 15, 30 minutes, no problem. A- Atlanta, right where they probably shot the thing. You know, you know we just put you here for a day, man. All of you the know? charming was consensual. It was all fine. <laughs> why do you? Why do you sound like that? I, like I'm just thinking of like Ringo from the Beatles. That's what I think about. Just like he the Liverpool accent. If you said you do a Ringo, I'd be like, "Oh, bro, that's a pretty yeah. solid Ringo." That's not Harry. That's not Harry Styles, man. So you're you a little, aren't you? I feel like he's got a. He's a little uh, higher. Like it's a little deep. We spent. Spent five minutes on Harry Styles. We, yeah, no, I listen. We're here. We're here. We're here for it. We're here. Let's see. Where does this rank in the MCU pilots that we've seen so far? We've got eight of them. You're asking big questions right now. I am. That's big. So we're counting WandaVision as two, right? Because that premiered. That That was a two episode premiere. Yes. Okay. Um, So for me, my favorite pilot is the Miss Marvel pilot. Loved it. I was tapped in from the jump. Everything about it was incredible. I think I would put this one in like maybe like second or third. I want to. I want to say second. I'm gonna say second because I really enjoyed it. I love seeing Bruce again. I love see, meeting Jennifer and you know learning about her. How she became the Hulk. That whole thing was really intriguing to me. So I think I'll put the second after. Um, it's my top three would be Miss Marvel one, She Hulk two, Loki third. I would probably put this uh, a little bit lower. That's nuts. Uh, from she, well, here's and here's why. Um, because I feel like this episode is very much an outlier for what the actual show that we're gonna get is gonna be, and I mean this in a very good way. Mm. This episode was fun. Mm-hmm. It brought us right up to speed with who Jen is, mm-hmm. with how she became a Hulk. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to be, you know, a little bit about what we're going to be looking forward to yeah, yeah. for this show. I feel like this is going to be the last time that we get some sort of like bricklaying uh, explanation origin type of wording or lineage in the rest of this show. Because everybody that we've been talking to and everybody else that's seen more episodes than us has said that 
this is a procedural at heart. This is exactly what the show you think it is, is going to be. It's about cases. It's about Jen having fun. It's about all of these great things. And I like, while I like this pilot, I don't know. I think this might be the like least interpretive of the show that we're going to get. And I mean that in the best way. I put this probably in the middle because it was good. It was fun. And I'm excited for what we're going to see later. You know, the last got the last premiere for me. Bottom. What's the eight? last one? It's WandaVision. That's so it's, foul. <laughs> That's so it's WandaVision. foul. Na- name, 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 name. What's worse? What's, what's worse? worse? Yeah. The, for me, oh, what's worse? I don't. Come on. Let's be honest. I'd put, I'd put, you want, you want to talk about a, than, a premiere that has nothing to do with the show. Right, that's that has the nothing whole to do with point of it. WandaVision is a mystery box. WandaVision is like a like drip fed little like intrigue show, like borderline perfect little thing until like the final two episodes. Check this I out. I love this out. like the pilot I, of that is perfect. I like WandaVision. I really like WandaVision. It's definitely like my second rated MCU show um, from Disney Plus. I do. I do rate it. First two episodes, it's not really, it's not really hitting like it was supposed I, to. Hit. I think that is bananas. Show, li- show, what? show don't get started until the end of episode three, and All then right. in episode four we really get cooking. All right, we'll right. see, we'll see who gets cooked in uh, in the comments on that one, my guy. It's it's not gonna be me. I'm right. People right, stand well, with me. They gonna love final me. Final thoughts, Jomi. Come on. I think Let's we got. Him. I think we got something special here, man. I really do. I think you know whether she, you know. No matter what happens at the end, whether it's like she's an Avenger or we're doing Better Call Jen at the end, like what? No matter what, this show has the potential to do so much in terms of within its own realm, right? Within Jen being a lawyer, within Jen being a whole kid, it's nothing to do with. I, I'm not even thinking about the wider MCU, even though like I know Daredevil's in it, because I know Wong's gonna show up. I'm not thinking about. We got that. Blonsky. We're gonna Blonsky. find out what happened with Wong and Blonsky. Exactly right. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about Jen and her arc and her story, and that's <laughs> like it doesn't get it doesn't get better than that. Like it's, I th- I I'm think really excited. I completely agree. I think that this is a perfect opportunity to again. With the Steve Rogers being a virgin thing, this has the opportunity to close a lot of arbitrary loops that we were like pressed on that the MCU didn't even consider. What are some questions that you need answered? Mephisto. Okay, so like, now I seen, think, end the here, podcast. And here's what and I'm talking about. Had a good time. You ruined it. You ruined no, 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 no. Here's what I'm talking about. I like. I want them to like almost disprove. Like the devil's not real. Like just a hand wave something. I don't care. Like that's fun. Like to them to be ignoring it, I love it. I absolutely I would, love. It. I would love to for them for, to shit on Mephisto in this series would be fantastic. I would. I would love for you know them to be like, you know, somebody, you know, whoever makes like Daredevil show be like, hey man, whatever happened to that uh that one kid? I forget what's his name. Ah, whatever. I can't remember. I want the homie right Pangborn uh, <laughs> not showing pa- up. Pangborn, Pang, Jonathan from Pangborn? three. Come man. on. He's got a lawsuit. He twisted his ankle on the basketball court. Twisted his ankle, man. His legs don't work. I don't think it, you, f- you think you forgot. How no, uh, his he whole was body. healed through the magic of comatage. Mm, yeah, but then right? like... Uh, take Mortal, it up with Wong, all right? And then, well, then, if you remember the, the end credits of Doctor Strange, Mordo was like, hey, how you doing, Bang Boring? Hey, you look good. Again, you twisted two the magic. lines of dialogue. Thank God I came back to comatage. I'm back yeah, on my yeah. feet, baby. I don't think Mordo will let it. that... I don't think Mordo will let that slide, if I'm being honest with you. I think The Mordo, bill will come due. Actually, no, no. Dread it up, Mordo would let it slide. Okay, first of all, he's, again, but we live in the real world where our Mordo is not dreaded up. You know, he's got actual. <laughs> he's got an actual hair. Hair, yeah. right? He's got like a little fro or something. You know, he probably go to the barber once a month. He get a a ball fade, two on top. You know, what I mean, keep it um, keep it short on the sides and just cut the whole beard off. You know, I want I want the <laughs> I want the barbershop scene from. Uh, from coming to America to happen to Mordo for, <laughs> with the dreads. It's like where he just like does the snip and he's like, that'll be $8. They they kill Mordo in the barbershop. Mordo not ready for the barbershop. They'll fry him up. What you, oh, yeah. what you, look at your robe. You, you come out the spa. You just come out the shower, boy. What you, what you looking like? You looking like um, they, the they, Jerusalem ones. Like what? They would fry that man up. He, mm-mm, mm-mm. he need a spell to cut his hair. There's no way he walked to the barbershop. 
No so chance. No shot. <laughs> well, that is a wrap for us on Mint Edition. But never you fear. This coming Friday, House of R, Mal and Joanna, they are back once again to give you the their long-awaited House of the Dragon primer. And then the House of the Dragon coverage does not stop on Sunday. Talk the Thrones returns triumphantly with Chris Ryan, Mallory Rubin, Joanna Robinson, giving instant reactions to every single episode of House of the Dragon right when it comes out. And then Tuesday, House of the Dragon comes back again with House of R with its full-on deep dive. And then we've got a bunch more stuff coming to the feed. Stay tuned for it all. It's not just House of the Dragon. It's a lot more stuff. We're just a little, you know, we're flooding the zone a little bit. We're pretty good. Production credits. We are produced by the great Jonathan Kerma with additional production from Arjuna Ramgopal. Thank you, Junior Mints, once again for rocking with us. It's going to be a lot more She-Hulk coverage on the feed as well. We are going to come back for the mid-season, episode five. So stay tuned for that. We might have a Charlie Cox trigger episode mm. here or there whenever he shows up. We don't know. But Maybe. we'll be back for the midseason. We might have some other guests talk about some other episodes in the coming days. But until then, Jomi, you got any parting words for us? Thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate it. Love you so much. Give a shout out to our podcast producer, Jonathan Kerma, a.k.a. Kerm Gully. And... This will be a tough time for me. I'm going to log off and cry into my blankets about Young Justice. And maybe the next time we hear you, it'll be back. It probably won't be, but a brother can help, can't he? That's what I, that's what I would have to ask. Only is, who's that Hulk? Nah, right. nah, nah, Show's nah, over. Nah, nah, End of show. Nah, nah, Kerm, nah, cut, this, cut the feed! Get the feed, Kerm! End the podcast! Before we go, I just want to wish our intrepid producer, Arjuna Rangopal, a happy birthday. You worked so hard, not only for us here at Mid-Edition, but for everyone across the Ringiverse. We love you, man. We hope you have a blessed one. What is it, 30? You turning 30? Gosh, you're, you're old. But we love you, man. We love you, man. Go have a blessed one, my brother. Enjoy it.